Pittsburgh Steeler fans and welcome to Pittsburgh voice from across the pond. I'm Owen the Yinzamaka. Um, I didn't plan on uh, recording anything tonight um, after my live stream yesterday um, on YouTube um, via StreamYard obviously check out my YouTube channel please guys Pittsburgh voice from across the pond uh, on there I've got some videos and there 27 videos 27 subscribers really want to get my subscriber numbers up to spread the words of the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, the words of the NFL but more importantly the words of the black and gold are oh, beautiful Steelers so like I said, I didn't plan on going live tonight or talking tonight, um, anything really Steelers, planned on like a nice quiet night. Um, it's Mother's Day here in the UK. I've had a nice day spending the day with my mum, who is my absolute, my absolute hero. Um, but uh, no, it, suddenly earlier my Twitter went crazy and it was all about the comments um, that have been made uh, by Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert today. Obviously, Colbert and Tomlin are in Palm Beach ahead of the owners NFL owners meeting, which takes place tomorrow, um, where they'll be discussing things um, obviously to do with the running of the new NFL season, but also things around the changing of the overtime rules that have been put forward as proposals by teams like the Colts. Um, so I'm really looking forward to... Um, to talking to you all tonight um, about what has been said and what has come out of the um, the, the comments made by Tomlin and Colbert tonight. Um, like I said, I wasn't expecting to, but you know, hey, we've got to be ready to break that Steelers news, even here in the UK. Um, hopefully, you know, it's interesting for you Americans, uh, Canadians, Mexicans. There's a guy from Mexico there. Hey, in Cali. Brilliant. Fantastic. Um, Welcome, welcome um, to hear the English point of view on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guys, we're not cricket, we're all cricket fans, soccer fans, we're not owing EPL daft. Guys, I haven't even watched a soccer game for over a year now. I'm totally into my NFL and my NHL. I know the Penguins are playing tonight and are currently 2-0 up against the Detroit Red Wings. And I'll be catching up with that game as soon as I've finished this short pod. So guys, what's been said today? So Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, um, you know, the more and more you hear these guys, the more impressed you are with what comes out of their mouths. They're just absolute... They're fantastic. I love Com I love Tomlin. Um, massive Tomlin fan. Don't get the Tomlin hate that comes from some Steeler fans. Big fan of Kevin Colbert. I think he's going to be a big miss once he uh, moves on at the end of his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So what's been said today? Let's, let's deal with the comments by uh, Kevin Colbert first uh, tonight. So Kevin Colbert um, stated that the Steelers had 24 of 25 starting jobs filled and that strong safety was the only position that required, that could still be uh, need to be needed to be uh, addressed. Um, obviously, that's the situation since they decided not to take up the fifth year option on Ed Terrell Edmonds. And there's been obviously lots of rumours swirling around who could that strong safety be, whether that's someone in the draft they go for, like a Jaquan Brisker, who I'm a massive Penn State fan, I really like Jaquan Brisker, would love to see him in black and gold, Louis Cine, uh, Daxton Hill, who's described as the young honey badger. Um, you know, Colbert wasn't really drawn on who that could be. Tyron Matthew, Landon Collins, Dante Kazi, I've seen linked today, the former Atlanta Falcon, who played with Dallas, Dallas Cowboys last year, more a coverage guy, um, seen him linked as well. But that was the thing. But he still, he said that even though they had 24 of 25 starters set, there is still a possibility the Steelers could upgrade um, anywhere across the, um, the across the positions that they'd already filled. I think, obviously, it'd be very hard to find an upgrade on uh, Chris, Chris Boswell, on TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Haywood, Najee Harris, for example. They are the guys I think they're pretty much damn near impossible to find any upgrades on. But there's obviously, you know, there's still possibility of finding upgrades along the O-line, even on the D-line, if Stefan Tibbet is not to return, more of that later. Um, upgrades at wide receiver, 
upgrade to RB2, etc, etc. But these are all interesting. Another Mexican Steeler fan there. Uh, hola, buenas tardes, buenas noches, buenos dias, whatever part of the day it is. That's pretty my limited Spanish uh, exhausted there. That and dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> anyway, um, Colbert also stated that um, the first round of general manager interviews had been concluded and are done. And the next round will not be conducted until after the NFL draft, which concludes on the 30th of April. Obviously, the Steelers have um, had several uh, people they've interviewed, including the internal candidates of Brandon Hunt and Omar Khan. Lots of people interviewed, a huge long list, including people like Lewis Riddick, for example, who caused a bit of a stir in Steeler Nation. Um, I can't help but feel that, you know, that it's still be a situation where one of Brandon Hunt or Omar Khan gets the job. I think Brandon Hunt's probably in the pole position to take the job, as Brandon Hunt is more your pro-personnel scouting kind of guy, which is what you want your GM to be. Omar Khan is more your numbers guy, the guy who looks at, you know, keeping the Steelers under the cap, who keeps on us making us cap compliant. And I think he needs a role, obviously. I think whether Brandon Hunt gets the GM job and you give Omar Khan some um, promoted role of a vice president of something underneath um, Brandon Hunt. So obviously that was an interesting comment there from Colbert. But it's interesting, obviously, for the first time in 20 odd years that we're going to replace our GM. Um, Kevin Colbert, who has done an amazing job for me as the Steelers GM. I mean, the guy's won two Super Bowls. Um, he's drafted some amazing players over the years. You know, Vanica, Troy Palomalu, just Ben Roethlisberger, Najee Harris. Antonio Brown, I don't know Antonio Brown burned his bridges, but the guy was, you know, a six-round pick and he, he's awesome. He's been all one of the best wide receivers in Pittsburgh's dealer history. You know, still for me, I think Lynn Swan and John Stallworth are the main two, along with obviously Heinz Ward. Now, one of the interesting things that Kevin Colbert was asked about in light of his comments around about the 24 of 25 starters uh, have been, are in place on the roster was around Stefan Tuitt. Obviously, Stefan Tuitt, who never played a snap of football last season for the Pittsburgh Steelers after the death of his brother, the tragic death of his brother, um, from a hit and run accident, the, the person who is responsible that has still not been brought to justice, which is a very sad state of affairs um, for the Tuitt family. Um, in addition to that, you know, it was revealed this week that uh, Stefan Tuitt was planning on asking his brother to be the goddaughter to his new child, something that apparently he asked his brother in his eulogy at his brother's funeral. Heartbreaking for the family. In addition to that, obviously, Keith Butler alluded to the fact that uh, Stefan Tuitt was working back from knee injury last year. Um, and obviously, areas, areas around rehab along that. Again, there's been much uncertainty over this offseason, whether it is a definite 100% guarantee that... Um, to it will return this season to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is certainly hope so because him and Tyson Alualu were a massive loss along that D line, and obviously, I think definitely led to the weakening of our run defense. Um, could you imagine as well how many more sacks um, TJ would get if someone like Stefan was there alongside him? So. Stefan Tuitt, he was asked about seven, Stefan Tuitt. He was asked, is Stefan Tuitt one of those 24 starters that you've mentioned? Um, what he responded to that was, Tuitt is on the roster and they would, and we would like to have him back. But we also consider Chris Wormley to be a starter due to his experience. Um, let's deal with that first part of the comments first before we deal with the Wormley comments. He said that um, Tuitt is on the roster, which is obviously true. He is on the roster. He has not been cut or released yet. He has not been placed on injured reserve or anything else yet. Um, as they can't do that yet because the season has not begun. Um, and they would like to have him back. Now, that's an interesting comment where they would like to have him back. So there's no written definite guarantee there um, from Colbert or from Tomlin that to it will definitely return. It's not a case of them saying, yes, he is one of those 24 stars 
or yes, he will return. It was that we would like to have him back. So, you know, infer from that what you want. I think, you know, as Steeler fans, we'll all go on to do that over the next few days and we'll continue to do that until we know, until we until training camp comes around, looking um OTAs comes around and we see what role Stefan Truitt plays in those and obviously in the preseason as well when that comes around. So still some uncertainty there over Stefan Truitt and I think that's not good. If Truitt is not going to return, if he is not going to be a full participant for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 2022 season, that definitely changes the focus of the draft for me in the fact that D-line becomes a very much more important position there. Um, yes, Chris Wormley is a very experienced starter. Yes, he did do a very good job last season. Um, you know, his stats last year, 29 solo tackles, 22 assists, uh, one forced fumble and a career high seven sacks. But... And seven sacks was his highest of his career. And, you know, he did play well in certain games, but in other games he was massively overpowered and, and was a bit of a hole in that run defence. So if Stefan Tewitt is not to return, that is a concern. Um, and with no written guarantee, no definite guarantee in what Kevin Colbert said today, it may be that D-line therefore becomes a need in the draft. Um, whether that's someone like a Devontae Wyatt or a Jordan Davis if he falls or my personal favourite Travis Jones in the second round, another quality uh, lineman out of UConn. That could be a situation where we bring in someone like that to uh, develop and to be a quality future prospect for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Certainly someone who would be that younger player on the line given the fact that Tyson isn't getting any younger and obviously Stefan and Cam aren't getting any younger. But interesting comments there on Stefan Tuitt by Kevin Colbert. Um, Kevin Colbert was also asked why Mitch Trubisky um, and obviously why was he the quarterback that they went for um, Kevin Colbert responded they liked Trubisky because he didn't have to give up any draft capital to get him uh, Mike Tomlin obviously expanded on the playing side of things but uh, Colbert very much dealt with the uh, the business side of things that he didn't want to give up any draft capital for uh for a quarterback, certainly, you know, showing that the Steelers weren't interested in selling the farm, selling the house, the way the Broncos, um, the way that the Browns have done with the acquisitions of um, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, um, obviously, respectively. So that was the reason why Trubisky took um, the favour of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he went on to add, though, that uh, but none of the free agent additions will stop them from drafting to that position. So there's obviously no guarantee that even though we've signed uh, two offensive linemen, an inside linebacker, a cornerback, a quarterback, that there are any guarantees that that means that um, we will not draft any linemen or draft any cornerbacks or draft any linebackers or draft a quarterback. Obviously something that um, is definitely on the Steelers' radar given all the interest they seem to have paid in Malik Willis um, and in uh, Matt Corral and Des Ridder and Kenny Pickett, for example. Hello there. Hi. Guy from Niagara Falls, New York. Fantastic. Welcome on board. Welcome on board. Um, it's 11 o'clock here in the, in the UK at night. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so uh, what else was he asked? He was also asked, um, our preferences. So he was asked also around the questions around obviously alluding to the Tyron Matthew link. It wasn't like a formal question of what, what, are you interested in bringing in Tyron Matthew? Do you want to bring in Tyron Matthew? Is Tyron Matthew your target? But there was definitely nothing, nothing around that um, at all. Um, what it was was that it was yesterday um, on YouTube. Um, nothing. The comment was around looking at what sort of players that they wanted, what sort of uh, what sort of people they wanted to bring in on the team. So the situation there was that he said that uh, it's our preference is always to add players coming off the first 
contract or as close to the first contract as possible. So that was um, the comment that was made there around that. Um, hi to the guy from whoever is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. The situation, so guys, is that on StreamYard at the moment, the version I'm using, I can only see you as a Facebook user. I can't actually see your name, so I'm not being rude. I'm not ignoring you. Um, I'm not ignoring your names. I just can't see your names at the moment on um, on here. So if you want to put your name in the, in the live chat for me, that'd be really helpful. Thanks. But thank you so much for tuning in. It does mean a lot that we've got some people tuning in from the New York to hear a British guy talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Six o'clock there in, the, in, uh, in America. These time zones are really weird for me to get my head around, aren't they? Um, anyway, yes, the Tyron Matthew thing. So he said that it was obviously more preference of the Steelers to go for those younger players, those players that are coming off their first contract, um, those players that are um, as close to their first contract as possible. So does that mean then that the Matthew deal is not possible or has been ruled out? I don't know. You know, it's, it was neither a yes nor a no. It was very much a, a Colbert business type answer to that question. Um, obviously, that would sort of appear to rule someone like uh, Terrell Edmonds, bringing back a Terrell Edmonds, who obviously is just coming off his first contract in the NFL, would be perhaps more close to what the Steelers usually go for at strong safety. But there's definitely a need, I think, there. And, and Colbert definitely um, introduces it, saying that... Um, they want to bring in a strong safety before the draft. Uh, commenting from a, one of my Facebook guys, I heard something about just because we have Trubisky, Colbert saying we may still draft a quarterback. Have you heard that? Yep, um, that was my next point, actually. Yeah, um, Colbert was asked um, about the Steelers' interest in, in quarterbacks and why they'd attended so many pro days. What he came out and said was, it was no surprise that we've been to many quarterback pro days, is it? Um, it's the fact for the first time in a long time, this position has become a position of need for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, obviously the first time in 18 years since the retirement of Ben. Does that mean we're going to take one? Possibly, was Kevin Colbert's answer. <laughs> Again, that very much that GM answer, possibly. Um I find it highly doubtful that this has all been a smokescreen, this mass attendance at Pickett's Pro Day, at Corral's Pro Day, at Ridder's Pro Day, and at Malik Willis's Pro Day. And certainly if you listen to the sounds coming out of the Steelers organisation from Tomlin, from Colbert, around quarterbacks like Malik Willis, I think it's highly highly doubtful that we're going to say that, um, that there's no chance of them drafting a quarterback. So in response to this, yeah, I have heard that um, Colbert did say we may possibly still draft a quarterback. His exact comment was... Does that mean we're taking one? Possibly. Possibly. So a typical Colbert answer. A typical answer you know you get from those sports personalities, isn't it? Those managers and, and chairmen and GMs when they're asked about situations. They say they try to do everything they can to indirectly answer the question and not directly say a yes or no. Very much a politician's type answer, isn't it? Um, to things like that. So what did uh, Coach Tomlin say? So Coach Tomlin um, also spoke as well before this owners meeting in Palm Beach, which takes place tomorrow. Um, he, um, first of all, one interesting comment that came out of what he said was that, um, he is not against moving Kendrick Green to guard. This is the first time this has obviously come up. Uh, Green in his exit interview and after his exit interview alluded to the fact that the Steelers had not mentioned moving him to guard and that he was still seen as a center. But obviously with the acquisition of Mason Cole, who can play guard or center, James Daniels, who can play guard or center, this obviously gives us that position flexibility on the line. But that was an interesting comment from Mike Tomlin, I think, that he could see Kendrick Green playing a guard. Whether that's the answer, who knows? Um, I think it's personally it's too early to write off um, Kevin uh, Kevin Green. Huh. Wouldn't I love? Wouldn't I love to have Kevin Green back? Bless him. Um, 
you know, as a GM answer, yeah, typical GM answer, isn't it? Um, yeah, so yeah, it could be that we move Kendrick, Kendrick Green to guard, or we play him at centre, or he becomes someone who can play a left or right guard and is seen as a backup to Daniels, Cole, Dotson, one of those. You know, I think we've got a lot of position flexibility there. There is a real, been a real um, recognition by the Steelers that we needed to improve that O line. They've gone out and done that. I, for one, am massively excited about James Daniels. I think James Daniels is a fantastic signing. Um, and that position flexibility he brings in terms of guard, centre, and the fact that he's played previously with Mitch Trubisky. And if you go and listen to the guy, um, his interview with Mike Prasuta, um, that he gave, where he talked about his leadership, his want to be a leader, his want to gain respect. This guy talks like a stealer already. He's, he's talking like a real stealer already. So that's great to hear. Um, Mike Tomlin was also asked, you know, why do you attend so many pro days? As a head coach, you seem to attend more pro days than any other head coach in the NFL. Um, he said that he liked attending pro days. He said he'd rather be out working, uh, kicking the bushes, beating the bushes. The typical Tomlinisms, isn't it? Beating the bushes than sitting behind a desk. So that's obviously why Tomlin likes to attend pro days. I think as well, one positive for me that really does show that Coach Tomlin gives that positive personal impact to candidates who want to come to that we could be looking at to draft in in the NFL draft to young players that meeting with Tomlin that ethos that that positive vibe that Tomlin gives off when he meets people you've only got to listen to other NFL players around the league how they talk about Mike Tomlin their desire to play for Tomlin how draft prospects talk about their meetings with him and, and how impressed they are with Mike Tomlin. You know, Matt Corral said this at the, at the Combine. Uh, Malik Willis was was massively impressed with him. You know, a large number of people are really impressed with Tomlin once he meets him. I think this is fantastic that our head coach gets out there, meets these prospects. You know, whether we draft them or not doesn't matter, but it puts us in a position, doesn't it, that in the future, if these guys become available, they remember that time. They remember that positive impact with Mike Tomlin. They remember that. And that's a reason why they may want to become a Pittsburgh Steeler because of Mike Tomlin. Um, and I think that's really good. And it's nice to hear Mike Tomlin say, another, another Tomlin that is in there. We are beating the bushes. Um, he was also asked about the fact that he were about Sam Howell's pro, pro day, which takes place at North Carolina tomorrow, uh, tomorrow Monday. Um, he said that he will miss Howell's pro day because of the owners meeting in Palm Beach. And his exact quote was that he was pissed about it. Um, <laughs> typical Tomlin, not to... Uh, not uh, watching his words there, but uh, obviously Sam Howell is someone that the Steelers have taken an interest in over time um, and um, seen as a possible quarterback for them. You know, Kevin Colbert did a lot of uh, watching of um, Sam Howell at, NC, at, at North Carolina. He also went to the, the North Carolina-Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh Panthers game, and watched Howell there as well. There's obviously a little bit of um, doubt around Howell. He's been called Faker Mayfield 2.0. Uh, due to his size and his style. Um, he's probably the, I'd say, the lowest on the list at this moment in time of those quarterbacks uh, behind the likes of Willis Pickett and Ridder and Corral that the Steelers are reportedly interested in. Um, obviously, that um, Tomlin was also asked about um, signings that had been made by um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He spoke very glowingly of Miles Jack, said that um, he was so very impressed with Miles Jack when he spoke to Miles Jack on the phone, the passion that he spoke with, the intensity that he spoke with, um, and how he thought he could bring that to the team. So that was obviously very nice to hear. Um, Tomlin also spoke about Mitch Trubisky, building on what Kevin Colbert had said. Um, he said that we were interested in Mitch, he was interested in us, he's been a winner. 
which you know is true. He got Chicago to the playoffs. Um, there's so much about his profile that is attractive to us. And I think obviously that profile of being a more mobile quarterback, a quarterback that would fit better with the RPO, the pre-snap motion um, that the Canada wants to bring to his system. He's certainly a quarterback that fits better than Ben did last season and fits a lot better than Mason and uh, Dwayne Haskins were. Dwayne Haskins and, and Mason are not massively mobile quarterbacks. Um, those of you who've seen my stuff that I post, have talk, heard, uh, watched my YouTube videos, uh, know that I'm not a Mason Rudolph fan. I think he's pretty clueless. I only fell asleep during his interview on Mitch Eisen the other day. That's how dull I thought he was. Um, he's not someone as well who's got the faith of the leaders on the team. If you listen to Cam Haywood um, and TJ Watt being interviewed about him, Minka Fitzpatrick and Najee Harris, at no point did they ever give a ringing endorsement of him either, which they so easily could have done. But it's interesting there that uh, Tomlin speaks very positively about Trubisky. He's just about all his players, doesn't he? The, you know, He's definitely a player's coach. But he says there's a lot attractive about the profile. I think that's true. You know, that if you look at some of Trubisky's uh, stats and um, figures and facts that come out of the out of his time with uh, Chicago and his limited time in Buffalo, was that when pre-snap motion was used, Mitchell Trubisky was far more effective than when pre-snap motion was not used. And given that love that Canada has a pre-snap motion, I think we're going to see a lot more of that than the 36% we saw last season. Um, being used to get the best out of Mitch Trubisky if Mitch Trubisky is to be our starting quarterback, please God, uh, not Mason. So yeah, interesting comments there from both Colbert and Tomlin on Mitch Trubisky. Obviously looking that like Mitch Trubisky could well be our starting quarterback for the new season. Uh, obviously a lot of questions around Brian Flores as well uh, were, were asked by um, the media and those people there who were speaking to coach Tomlin and to GM Kevin Colbert. Um, on, on Flores, um, Tomlin said that he wanted to stay close to Brian and didn't want to leave him on an island, given the obviously the legal issues and the legal troubles that and the legal case that uh, Flores had started against the NFL as regards discrimination. He said that it showed an opportunity to have an impact, a positive impact on the game, um, impact that game in a positive way, but not just the game, but society too, like the Rooney family always have aimed to around about the hiring policy of hiring the best possible person for the job, not uh, not based on skin colour, not based on where they come from, but based on the content of their character and their skill at doing the job. You know, listening to Brian, uh, listening to Mike Tomlin talk, listening to the ethos that the Rooney family bring, a very much more inclusive whole world, um, uh, one human race type view to things that we, we hire the best people available. It doesn't matter about their skin colour. It doesn't matter about their religion, their background, where they come from. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's... It showed, I have massive respect, massive pride for me in the Pittsburgh Steelers um, for what they do in terms of that. Uh, you know, the Rooney rule, all that, you know, just huge pride um, in people like Mike Tomlin, in Dan Rooney, when he, God bless him, in Arthur Rooney, God bless him, and also in Art Rooney II, who is our current president now. With massive respect for those guys and a great quote from Tomlin there about Flores. He also said um, when asked about Flores' role with the team, Oh, we've got, we got a nice troll there, seeing the Steelers stuck, suck. Oh, yeah, that's why we've won more Super Bowls than anyone else. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Nice. Yes, great. Just want to clear off that person. I'll block them later. Coward. Put your name on there, guy, mate. Come on. Um, so he said, yeah, Flores is our senior defensive assistant, our linebacker coach, but he will help us in so many ways and me as well. So obviously I think there is going to be um, an increased role um, 
an increased role for Brian Flores, not just in the defensive side, but in terms of the coaching side of it. I think that Flores is going to be a massive asset for the Steelers this year um, and really bring his experience and his quality to the uh, Steeler franchise. I think a lot of people are underestimating the impact that uh, that coach Brian Flores is going to have um, on the linebacker group, on the defence, but not just that, on the whole team as well. Um, you know, obviously, Tomlin and Flores, as a pair, make our team attractive for players to come to. They're great coaches, and, you know, it's a real positive that we've got Flores on board. Um, you know, that's that's pretty much, you know, what he said on Flores. I, you know, wholeheartedly agree with that. Um We've, he's also spoke as well about having a high-level urgency. We've had a high-level urgency for a number of years now in evaluating quarterback, showing that there was always that plan there to replace Ben long-term as well. Um, so that's pretty much, you know, what was said today by um, by Coach Tomlin and by uh, GM Kevin Colbert um, around the, the uh, what is going, going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers, what is going on with the free agency as we move towards the draft on the 28th of April. Um, obviously, you know, last year it was pretty much well known that Steelers were going to take Najee Harris at pick 24. This year, who who knows who we're going to take at pick 20? We could take anyone. Um, it could be a defensive lineman like a Devontae Wyatt, a Jordan, Jordan Davis if he falls. It could be a cornerback like an Andrew Booth Jr., a wide receiver like a Drake London or a Chris Alave. It could be someone like Devin Lloyd falls, an inside linebacker like Devin Lloyd, you know, someone like that. Interesting comment there from someone in the live chat. I once pumped gas into my car next to Art Rooney Jr. Wow. Did you actually speak to him? What did he say to you? I'd love to, you know, I'd love to be in Pittsburgh one day and meet some of these guys and see some of these guys. I mean, absolutely fascinating. Um, a lot of respect for Art Rooney Jr. I think he gets some criticism, um, uh, which is not at all fair. Um, and he's done a pretty good job at running the Pittsburgh Steelers over the last few years. So, you know, that's what Tomlin and Colbert have had to say today. Um, obviously, ahead of that, the owners' meeting in Palm Beach uh, tomorrow. What a lovely place to have a meeting as well, isn't it? Palm Beach, fantastic. I'd love, you know, I'd love to drop out there. I'm sure the NFL media are loving life. Um, heading out to Palm Beach to report on an owner's meeting <laughs> rather than some of the other places they could end up. Um, some god-awful holes, like I suppose, like Cleveland, for example. Yeah, Cleveland. Who'd want to, who'd want to end up in Cleveland? What a god-awful place that is. <laughs> anyway, uh, so here in the UK, um, it's now coming up for quarter past 11 at night. Um, so I wanted to put that out there, this uh, short podcast on uh, what to- Coach Tomlin and GM Kevin Colbert have said today. As regards to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm sure moving into this week now, we're going to have a lot more news coming out of uh, pro days that are coming up. Um, obviously, Bama's pro days coming up on the 30th of March. That'll be very interesting to see some of the uh, high quality prospects coming out of Alabama, like your uh, Jameson Williams, John Mechie the third, um, and so on. Players of that caliber that Alabama are turning out. You know, Alabama do turn out some really good quality players, don't they? Um, Fedarian Mathis, another one, um, another player coming out of Bama this year. So. Uh, going to be an interesting week. More news and views, obviously, here on Britsburg, voice from across the pond. Uh, please remember to check out my uh, Twitter, at BritsburgVFATP. Uh, if you're not following me, please follow. Um, I try to update my Twitter daily, put as much content out there as possible. Check out my Facebook group. If you're not a member, please come and join um, that group. My group is... Um, Pittsburgh voice from across the pond. I try to drop as many um, links to other podcasts and other groups as well that, uh, that I find interesting. I think Steeler fans will find useful. I'm a huge fan of Behind the Steel Curtain, of Locked On Steelers with Chris Carter. Um, Locked On Steel, Lock, uh, Behind the Steel Curtain um, is some is a website I've started to work with. Um, I've got a five minute slot at the moment on the Bad Language podcast on a Sunday 
um, with Brian Anthony Davis. That man is an absolute hero. Um, he's really had some faith in me and I want to thank Brian Anthony Davis for all the faith he's shown in me and giving me a chance and opportunity with Behind the Steel Curtain. Also check out the fan post article side of the website. I've dropped quite a few articles recently on there and will continue to do so. Um, also I've got my Instagram page, Britsburg Owen. As well, please feel free to follow if you're not already doing so, if you're on Instagram. My big push at the moment is developing my YouTube channel, uh, Britsburg Voice from Across the Pond. Um, try to put as much content on that daily, do a once weekly live stream onto Britsburg and also drop some videos um, around different players. I'll be, trying to, I'll be dropping some videos this week about draft prospects like uh, Jaquan Brisker and Daxton Hill. Um, so please look out for those coming up on my thing. Please like my videos, subscribe to my channel. That would be fantastic if you could. Um, but this is my aim, you know, I'm a bit of Steelers fan since 1988, like many of you know, I'm a dad of two, I've got a full-time job over here in the UK, Steelers are my hobby, the Steelers are a lot part of my life, you know, I'm uh, someone that uh, some of my English mates look at like, what on earth are you on about, why the Pittsburgh Steelers, why the NFL, you should be supporting English Premier League football team, but no, for me guys, the NFL is it, I love the NFL, I love American football, um, I love the gridiron. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, and I love talking about them. And I'm happy to talk to talk Steelers football with anyone um, who is a Steelers fan, and even people who are not Steelers fans, as long as obviously they are not going to be disrespectful and are going to have a reasoned discussion. So that's been fantastic. Thank you ever so much to all those people that have tuned in tonight. Thank you to everyone who's joined in in the live chat on Facebook on this uh, joint podcast. Um, this podcast will also be going, I'm also recording this as well, will be going out on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google and Podbean as well. So look out for that dropping later if you want to re-listen to any of this content. Uh, thank you so much for listening to that. Uh, just a note as well that the Penguins are now 6-0 up against the Detroit Red Wings. Let's go Pens. Um, so let's uh, finish this as I always finish all my podcasts all my live streams um, in the same way with, here we go, Steelers.